Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hello, sir. Man. What are you eating? Just gummy sours. No. <laughs> okay, sure. All right. I've had, I've had a day. Yeah. A day, Tim Harvey. <laughs> and I needed some gummy sours. Well, okay. If you have to, you have to. Um, I am on Heroes Forge right now. Mm-hmm. I am attempting to make a Gustav from uh from uh kill the kill the farm boy oh yeah because that's what i am reading right now (laughs) and i thought uh i wonder if i know he's supposed to be a goat Mm -hmm. and he's not necessarily supposed to be humanoid but i wonder if i could make him on heroes forge you know heroes forge tim harvey is uh a great a great little site where you can create um, your own customized Dungeons and Dragons miniatures. Mm -hmm. And while I am not being paid to speak of it, I just love it. And I just thought I'd mention it for all of our listener so that they can, (laughs) you know. Uh, As Dustin has mentioned several times, I am Tim Harvey and this is Zompocalypse now. And he is Dustin Adair. I continue to be Dustin. That's right. Um, <laughs> yes, Kill the Farm Boy is a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy that that book a lot. I just finished listening to Nomon, the new book by Nick Harkaway, who's a British author who has written, I think, four or five books now, two of which I have really, really enjoyed. Um, I haven't read everything he's done, but... Um, he plays with some really interesting themes and, and ideas and um, usually about questions of identity, who you are, who you really are versus who you, who you think you are. Ah. And, um, or, or who you have decided to be versus the person that you're meant to be, that sort of thing. Usually, ah. And uh, three of the books are in a science fiction setting, one set now, the other two set in the future at various points um, of the of the three that I've 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 read, um, but I really enjoy his stuff. So um, I highly recommend his book Angel Maker, which would make an amazing miniseries. And if someone wants to let me write it, I'll do it. I'll have to <laughs> do it. and let me go to England so I can fill it can be filmed there properly, and I can do the proper research on the on streets and and shopping and theater and the things that they have there uh, Uh because i was in london what god uh almost 20 years ago now and i've been wanting to go back for a long long time so anyway (laughs) that is not the topic of tonight's discussion it is not no the topic of tonight's discussion is the penultimate episode of the walking dead Yes. For this season, not not for the show. But Forever. For the- yeah. 
Not forever. No. Tonight. And um, uh, after after last week's disappointment, I think um, I was not so disappointed with this episode. I also was not disappointed with this episode. I liked this episode a lot. Um, and I was to, to, uh, my great, uh, my, my great uh, enjoyment completely shocking. Yeah, I was, um, I, I, I knew this, we, we knew something like this was coming, right? Because yes. the, while, while it's not a one-to-one thing with the comic book, there are certain beats that the show has hit at least somewhat in alignment with the comic. And we knew that the whole head-on spike thing... Was um, on its way. Was on its way. And there's been a lot of talk in, in various, uh, various websites about you know, Walking Dead about to have its red, we- red wedding moment. Yeah. And we, we even talked several times about who the spikes, who the heads on spikes were going to be. Yeah, and some of them we kind of, we sort of saw coming. Some of them were a bit of a surprise because they definitely departed from who the people in the comic were who were killed. Right. And at least one of them was a complete surprise to me. I did Completely not... and utterly, yes. Yeah. I know who we, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So it's, um, this season uh, has been this. I'm sorry. The second half of this season has been honestly one of the stronger series of episodes the show has had in a while. Yeah. Um, I think once once they, I don't want to. Once they sort of unshackled themselves to the idea of Rick, mm-hmm. uh, not to knock not to knock the character of Rick for all that we've had trouble with the character of Rick over the years. But, you know, they had to make decisions and do things that were different because Mm -hmm. that character isn't there anymore. Right. The show can't run with him being the core, right? No. So while we have episodes like last week where we're like, oh, really? Overall, I think that's been good for the writing. It's been good for making the show do interesting things. Yes, I agree with you. And it's and it's made us have to to go in directions we wouldn't necessarily have gone, and to uh, embrace kind of uh, different characters we maybe wouldn't have embraced before. Right. Like uh, Henry. Like he was not somebody who we particularly were were enthused about, but. We don't have we don't have a Rick anymore, and we don't have a uh, uh, Carl anymore, and that relationship uh, those 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 things have to we have to have somebody to be our focus kind of. Mm-hmm. And Daryl, for all for all the love that I have for Daryl, um, he is really not a main character i mean like i mean like like he can't I'm, he can't hold like daryl can't hold this show on his shoulders right he just can't and i think when as as people are starting like to realize that you know Guerrera is about to just like explode 
I think they kind of are starting to realize that like, yes, Carol and Daryl are going to be our, our core, but, but Daryl just cannot hold the show on his own. No, I mean, he's, he's an interesting character. We've always liked Daryl, but he's somebody who he works best in contrast to another character. Right. He needs, he needs a Carol to play off of. He needs a Rick to play off of. He needs a Michonne to play off of. And two of the three are gone or going to be gone. And, you know, now he's got this, uh, um, and I've just completely forgot her name. Um, Terry, I think, right? The, the lady who, the, the deaf lady. I think it's Carrie. Who is another part of this episode that I really liked. Just her interactions and a little bit, the little peek yeah. into her backstory that we got. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's he, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to enjoy watching Daryl, but he's just not, he's not meant to be the lead character. He's meant right. to be part of an ensemble. Um, which gives him gives him a way to 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 be Daryl. He I think he'd have to change too much yeah. to be the main character, or the show would have to change too much. Yes, I agree with you. Daryl needs to be kind of our, you know, our muscle, our, uh, um, you know, that guy. Mm, yeah. So anyway, um, it's it's before. Count, it was Connie, not Carrie. Okay. Connie, okay. yeah. Uh, it's it's the fur, and yep. uh, we're we're getting everybody's getting there, and everybody's happy. Well, most people are getting there, and most people are happy. Our cold open involves uh, the brutal murder of of some people, so that Alpha can have some hair. Yeah. And so, but the fair seems to be going great. There's so many, there's uh, people there and everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. And, and finally, for the first time, the charter between the communities is being signed and everybody's really happy about that. And, you know, Michonne seems to be taking like a step back and she lets Gabriel sign and, you know, it's, good things are going great which of course is clearly a trap oh yeah (laughs) nothing good ever happens on the show for long (laughs) no no it does not because meanwhile (laughs) Um, meanwhile (laughs) alpha is skulking along uh in the in the fair she's she cleans up nice Mm -hmm. for a complete crazy person and she's like you know, running around, looking at stuff, seeing people, uh, you know, not enjoying herself, but because heaven forbid that she be wrong about the way the world is going. Yeah. And it's interesting how they, they, they film this whole sequence with her moving through the fair is that we see so many different people that we have had interactions with over the last half season. Right. And uh, certainly, so, or, or in previous seasons, but we see a lot of the newer faces as well. And we have these little moments between characters where they talk about, you know, Connie and her, you know, Connie and her brother talking about, um, you know, her leaving. Yeah. And, you know, that whole, you sister. left without saying. Your sister. Oh, this, is, it, is it a sister? Yeah, that's okay. a girl. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, that whole, you leaving without saying goodbye. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, Connie, Connie through sign language talking about how, you know, they were going to let this baby just die. And, and she had, it bring, brought back too many bad memories and she couldn't, yeah. she couldn't not do it. Um, and things like that. And, and the little tiny pieces where, you know, the baby in question we see, you know, and yeah. it's, it's all these kind of little things where, you know, we have moments with, with Henry and Lydia and terrible people picking on Lydia because they have to yeah. be terrible people. Those teens. Yeah. Those teens. They're yeah. terrible. The terrible, terrible teens. Except for the one with glasses. She's fine. But the two guys, like those guys were assholes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, Lydia decides that she's gets she gets a little bit of hers back at them. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know. She... she puts poop on them. She like somehow gets poop. Yeah, she somehow throws uh uh was it uh, sheep shit at him or goat shit or something. But yeah. Um so well, yeah they because they come up and tell her that that Henry's really into Abby mm-hmm. and not into her. And so she should just kind of like move away from Henry. And then Henry finds her and she's all upset and he like dissuades her of that immediately. He's like, no, I'm into you. And and everybody's super happy about it, and it's super cute. <laughs> and uh, and they kiss, and uh, Alpha watches from afar. Uh, and and then uh, he goes, "Oh, there's some pipes. There's there's some some uh, some story I have to go and take care of over here. Uh, I'll see you later. I'll be right back." Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole lot of splitting up in this episode, by the way. Uh, because yeah. because not everyone stays at the fair. Uh, right. Because there First, was... an advanced guard goes out. Right. Because they think the hilltop is going to get attacked by the Whisperers. Mm-hmm. And so an advanced guard goes out. Some of the best warriors from each community go to protect the hill, hilltop. Right. And, uh, and then a second group made up of Michonne and... Uh, and uh, and Daryl and Carol and one of the newbies, Yumiko. Yeah, uh, and some other people go out to kind of like, okay, we're going to go as well as sort of not as you know, because they need backup or whatever. And meanwhile, Tara is stuck at the fair, and she's like, "I guess I'll go tomorrow." <laughs> like, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't have any choice but to go tomorrow. Everybody else is going today, but I've got to. And she's like, I really want my people, my community to know that they have a leader that they can count on. And I understand where she's coming from because Maggie just up and left. (laughs) And Jesus never wanted the job. And Tara's basically been doing it since, uh, since he quote unquote took over. Right. So, you know, now that it's officially hers, she wants them to know that she's going to show up. And I felt really good about that. Yeah. And meanwhile, you know, uh, the musical guy and and Hunky What's-His-Mutt and Enid are all (laughs) like, you know, oh, we're we're best friends and we're going to do music and we're going to be in love forever. And like literally when Enid was like, we're going to be in love forever. I'm like, she's fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, 
because I knew it wasn't going to be either him or the music guy because they just had a run-in with the Whisperers and survived. So mm, I knew right. it wasn't going to be either one of them. And But when she was like, oh, we have our whole lives together, I was like, no, you don't, bitch. <laughs> you are dead. Like, I just knew it. I felt it immediately. So um, anyway, basically the rest of the episode is just like the fair going on. Well, it's the fair going on, but it's also being counterpoint with that is that uh, the highwaymen and Daryl's group find the the remains of the was it a cart or something? That yeah, the, the people the couple who were told, told open. Yeah, right. And they hunt. They um, the highwaymen go on. Uh, ahead and Daryl's group again they split up we do this whole splitting up thing way too much in this episode and Daryl's group goes to see if there's anybody any survivors mm-hmm. and they are surrounded by walkers and they fight their way through this like dozens and dozens of walkers because these are badass yeah these it's are not- our best this is our core ninja team like if if you are gonna you're gonna create a party you are gonna want Michonne and Daryl and Carol and Yumiko on your team those are the four that go right Unfortunately, um, once they get through the walkers, they discover that the walkers have some friends. They're, com- yes, they're completely surrounded by whisperers. Oops. Who have guns uh, and knives and the other you know, fun things that make it harder to fight them. And, <laughs> and if mistake me, uh, tell me if I'm mistaken, but wasn't one of them wearing the fresh face of the guy that was killed at the very beginning of the episode? You know, I think he was. I, I wasn't that sure. That was super gross. Like. Yeah. And then Beta shows up and he's like, you know, we just wanted the girl. And Daryl's like, didn't I kill you? <laughs> didn't, I drop you? didn't I drop you six stories down an elevator shaft? And Beta's like, that's a Thursday. And we're like, fine. Uh. And um, so Alpha comes along and she's like, so we have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she tries, there's an interesting thing here going on. Um, part of it is, is a quibble with the episode I'll talk about later. But she, she tries to establish which one of them is the dominant one. Right. Who is in charge. And, and the, again, but this is a group, except for maybe Yumiko, this is not the group you want to try that with because like if you're talking about alpha like alphas, this is a team of alphas right here. Right. You know. Does she speak for you? And Daryl's like, We speak for each other. Yeah. And she's like, this- hmm. <laughs> but since Alpha is Alpha, she takes Daryl away and says, um, you're you're the man. <laughs> Basically, it was like, well, you know, you're probably going to have the best contract out of all of these, and you know, Michonne Michonne's about to be written off the show, so <laughs> you know, she well, can't she can't be our Rick allegory at this moment. And so she takes her and shows him. She shows him this giant herd of walkers, and says that her people are down there directing them. Right. And I had a little bit of a problem with this because I kept looking for what was keeping them in. And there's and, nothing. And and thinking about how many whispers there really are. Yeah. And so that seemed, I mean, it's, it's a cool shot. I mean, it looked great. 
and it's very threatening to have this many walkers out there in the world that could be thrown at you, which is what Alpha threatens. Um, you know, this this part to the south, this is all mine. Mm-hmm. You cross the line, you know, I'll send them after you. Um, but I kept wondering, how are they making this work? Which is kind yeah. of the problem we've had with the Whispers since we really started really looking at the Whispers. Is how does yeah. this work? How's the logistics of this actually happen? Right. But so, um, and here is something like today, uh, Trinaya was trying to read me from a com- to read to me from a comic book, mm-hmm. and she was getting really, really frustrated because there were the, on this page in the panel there were dialogue boxes that were cut off, and so you could only read like half the dialogue. Okay. And so she was like, I don't, how do I read this? And I was, so I had to stop and explain to her that, okay, it's a comic book. So really the, sometimes the words that are written aren't necessarily as important as the picture you're seeing. Right. And so what we need to focus on is not these words around this character, but what this character is doing while these words are being spoken. I showed her the, the panels in succession of this girl who's not really, really, she's not paying attention to this conversation that's happening around her. Mm. And then when she's ready to speak, her dialogue supersedes the dialogue around her. Sure, right. And so I was explaining to her that comic books aren't really a re- like they're more of a visual media than a red media. Mm-hmm. And that is where we, th- when you have characters like the Whisperers, that's where your problem comes in because they work so so well in that visual media of comic books. Because you don't, like, you, when they show that panel in the comic book, you're just like, oh, fuck, that's a bunch of walkers. Right. You don't think, how are they doing that? Like, how seriously? They're, okay, so, like, one whisperer can control maybe, what, 10, 10 walkers at a time? And so, like, then, so then, okay, this is a huge group, probably like 2,000. So, you know, 2,000, like, you, you don't do the mental math. But when yeah, you see right. it in television... That's all you want to do is mm-hmm. you go, oh, fuck, that's a lot of walkers. How many whisperers is that? Yeah. And, you know, it causes a problem because part of your brain wants to equate television with logic. Yeah. But even when you're watching, like, zombie shows and vampire shows and shows set in outer space, you want there to be a logic you can follow, and that does not follow any logic whatsoever right because basically what they're saying is so many people are there are so many whisperers that she's got maybe 500 600 people down there directing those that walker herd and that's insane and that's that's not what they really want to be saying but that's what you have to imply well and she also she also um when her discussion with daryl she talks about how She's been to the kingdom. She's seen mm-hmm. their world and how their world is dead. That that she and her she and her followers are are you know living as nature intended, and and we come back to that thing we've talked about before: is why do these people want to live this way? What right? Why do they want this? Why do they think this is the way to go? 
Um, and that's really hard to get my brain around that they would, that you could, this would be the way, you know, okay. It's the, it's the planet of hats. You know, this, you know, this thing where it's like, it's like where you were Star Trek where they go to a world and everyone in that world is the same. It's, or, or it's the industrial world or it's the farm yeah. world or right. this is the, the 1930s world. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's all exactly, you know, it, it's, and that's, it, it's TV shorthand, right? You don't, you know, this is all the world that you see. So we all make that sort of assumption. Right. Um, and, and the walking dead villains have a tendency to be like that. Yeah. There's all, I mean, whether the group is small or large, there's this like, but why would you want to live this way? Yeah. Why is, why did you choose this? Why did you choose to be a fine young cannibal? What was wrong with you before? <laughs> exactly. And this was, you thought, yeah, I'm okay with this. Um, you yeah. know, and, and, and I realize it's, you know, that's how villains work in TV and, and in fiction, but still, even so, anyway, anyway. But it gets even worse when you come up with somebody's characters like the Whisperers, because it's like, what? Really? This is where we're going? And again, you know, like I've said, you know, it, it follows really super well in a visual media when you don't, when you can fill in the rest of it uh, through, through your own imagination. Right. But when you, you have to look at it, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Yeah. When, I mean, there's, there you're in comics, like in novels, you are still using a significant chunk of your imagination to fill in the details. Comics are static. Mm -hmm. They don't move. It's when it's when things start to move that you start to see the blurring of the edges. I guess right is 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 a way to look at it. So Alpha says, "All this is mine. Do not cross over. You'll see the border when you go north. You guys are free to go. Go on and go." And he's like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Oh no, you'll see the border when you go north." And he's like, "Fine, you're crazy. I'm out." Right. Um, and he's reunited with Carol and Michonne uh, and and Yumiko and. They find the border. And I love the way that this scene was shot because it was like everyone in the kingdom, any, everyone in the kingdom realizing that they had lost the people that make up the border yeah. at the same time as they recognize what the border is. And what the border is, is uh, the severed heads of many of our favorite people. Well, it's, you've got the you've got the leader of the highwaymen, and yes. one of his guys are up on yeah, the. Probably one of his guys. We don't care. The really buff, hot dude that's been hanging out with Michonne a lot. Right. Um, we've got the two. We've got the the girl with the glasses who was not terrible. We've got the Asian guy who was terrible. Right. Um, we have. Um, oh. Uh, was it Addie? No, that's Addie. Uh, Tammy, Tammy Rose? Frankie. No, Frankie. One of the wives. Uh, right. Um, uh, Brett Butler's character, that's... Uh, right. I don't remember. It was Gert or something like that. Yeah, but of course, she's, she, she and her husband, who's the blacksmith, have the, the baby, have the baby. baby. And, and so she, she's there. 
Um, Enid is there. Tara is there. And Henry is there. Right. And the the part, like, when you saw Henry, because we had talked about, like, because in the comics, it's Ezekiel. Right. And we were like, it can't be Ezekiel because, you know, we didn't think that they were going to do that to Carol. Right. We were like, there's no way they're going to, you know, it's got to be somebody. We were kind of thinking it was going to be Jerry. Right. Yeah, that, that, that was definitely a fear. But there, like, in no way did we think that it could possibly be Henry? Well, and, and we'd even had a scene early in the episode, which we didn't talk about, where Alpha confronts Lydia in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're, they've got the, they're screening the, this really terrible cartoon and everyone's laughing. And, and they're all starved for entertainment so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she's waiting for Henry to show up and he doesn't show up. And then Alpha shows up and says, you know, and they have a confrontation. And I think that if, if that's the point, if before Alpha had not planned on snatching Henry, or at least, you know, wasn't going to go after him specifically, after that, she was going to go after him specifically. I mean, that was, I think, I think she probably was after him in the first place. Um, Oh yeah. I definitely think that he was one of the ones that was going to be. Right. But yeah, I think if not after that conversation, because basically Lydia says, I don't want anything to do with you. Um, you never gave me a choice about how to live. And these people care about me and they're willing to fight for me. Right. And um, Just go, mom. I don't, want, I don't want them to have to kill you. Just go. Right. I think, but I think at the, this is all happening. Like she, I don't even think she went to, uh, to talk to Lydia until after she had already snatched all the people. Yeah, and if you think too hard about how all the people were snatched. I know, that's the, that is absolutely the worst part. That's yeah. the worst part of this episode is having to go, how'd she do it, you guys? Yeah, because she's the, she's the only one we see um, from the Whisperers. And the implication they give is that she's the only one who was there. She's the only one that went in, yeah. Which makes her kidnapping all of these people, some of whom are larger than her. I mean, okay, the, the highwaymen and the big hunky guy were, were out on the road. Right. So that's one thing. But, I mean, you can look at, I mean, uh, Tara's a fighter. Enid's a right. fighter. Um, even Henry, uh, gimpy though he is, or was, um, is a fighter. So mm-hmm. the idea that they would all just somehow be overwhelmed by this one woman, no matter how good she is, um, and we haven't seen her be a particularly skilled fighter. Mm-hmm. The yeah, the times that we've uh, we've seen her fight has been made, basically. Uh, I'm sorry, the words just came like catching people off guard. Right. Yeah. She's a, she's a she's more of an ambusher than a than a than a right straight up fighter. Yeah. It's so. That's one of those things that if you look, do not stare directly at the, again, it's a logistics thing. It's just mm-hmm. like, how did they make, how, mm, okay. How did they get 10 people out of the kingdom? Exactly. How did, how did Alpha by herself get 10 people out of the kingdom? Well, the answer is she didn't. Yeah. 
So we, we didn't see the mechanism that had to exist, but they deliberately did not show us a mechanism. So right. um, now Sadiq was also captured and which means that um, Alpha wants him to go back and, and basically tell the story of how everybody died. You know, this is your warning, right? Yeah. I alone have survived to tell you. And he's like, no, no, I'm not going to tell you her story. I'm going to tell you the story of these people who fought for each other and died for each other. And we're not going to give up and we're not going to be cowed or made afraid by this woman um, because she's, she Crazy. can't, yeah, she, and she can't destroy what we have here and we're, we can't let her destroy what we have here. Mm -hmm. And that's the story I'm going to tell you. And I liked that bit a lot. Um, because, and you and I have talked about this at various points over the years anyway, is that so much of, of what we do as humans is we're kind of the storytelling animal. Right. And we tell ourselves these stories of who we're going to be and what we're going to build, what we're, what our world is going to be. And that's kind of how we make the world happen. And I really actually liked the fact that he was like very consciously saying, that's the story she wants me to tell, but mm. I'm going to tell you the other story. Right. And we get a really good um, picture of, of all of the people fighting and, and trying to get out alive. And even Brett Butler is, you know, giving it her all. And yeah. It felt, I um, mean, it's, it's a tragic, horrible scene seeing the heads on the spikes, mm -hmm. but they did not go down easily. Right. And Alpha has just bought herself all the hurt. Exactly. Because um, Carol is going to do things to her. Oh. <laughs> yep. She's going to do things to her with a spoon. <laughs> I know. I mean, I just can't, like, this, is, this was the part where it's like, oh, no, we're back to the misery porn. Like, I don't want Carol to be sad anymore. Well, okay, she may actually not, because the look on Daryl's face and the way he said, don't look. I mean, Daryl's delivery is so often flat. Mm -hmm. And the way he basically, you know, you know, shouted, don't look. You know, he was, he was, his voice almost broke. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that Daryl's going to do everything in his power to be in between Carol and everything else. Oh, you think? I, he loves her in that pure way. Mm -hmm. That's but true. I think that he would do everything that he could to keep her from becoming, she's happy with Ezekiel. Right. And he, I think he would do anything that he could to keep her from letting go of that and going back to the way she was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're not going to wrap it all up in one episode. No, of course not. This is this is the beginning of of something horrible. This is yeah. we're we're on our way to some bad places. Well, yeah. And in the comic, this is the point where um, uh, Negan gets out, and he right. goes to the Whispers camp and try, convinces Alpha that he's going to join them. Mm -hmm. and then does some very, very sharp and pointy things to some of them. 
and comes back to Rick in the comic and says, so let me tell you how things work out there. <laughs> and this sort of is the, you know, Rick using Negan as his pet monster. Um, I'd be very interested to see with what they've been doing with Negan here, how this plays out because this is where Negan here versus Negan in the comic, this is a different Negan. Right. Um, and so I'm very interested to see what they would do because this is the kind of thing where I could see Michonne go, you want to help? Yeah. Let me tell you how you can help. So we've got, we've got things to do now. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's who I would like you to kill. <laughs> right. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, it's, but no, I, I, I think it was, it was a very strong episode. Um, I even, you know, there's a tendency with, with scenes like the reveal of the heads on spikes to, to play big, swirling, classical sounding music. And sometimes it's very cliche. Mm-hmm. This worked. It's the same kind of music. It's that it's, but it had a it had an emotional punch to it. I think that worked better than some. Yeah, and I really liked. Um, I mean, like I said, I just can't even you know get past. It's very hard to get past the shock of seeing Carl, of seeing Carl, of seeing Henry there, because he was he. We've been saying for a while. Okay, well, Carl's our new guy. Like Carl, he's dumb. But he's our new guy. He's who we're, you know. Yeah, we're supposed to. We're supposed to look at Carl kind of getting split between Henry and, and and Judith. Right. And, well, guess not. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, it's it's. Well, it's risky because it does it does put us in the position of of wondering if Carol's going to be broken again. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of children that she's buried. Just and that's not even counting the ones she killed herself. Well, yeah, but she buried them too. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's um, it's a lot. But no, I, I was really I was rather impressed with it. I, I thought they did a great job, especially after last week. Mm-hmm. So what do you think happens next week? Ponies. It's a My Little Pony crossover episode. Yes, ponies. Ponies show up, and and there's a there's a dance. And everybody has a good time. Is that and, what it is? And Alpha comes out and she says, I'm so sorry. Look, I didn't kill Henry. It was just all a trick of the light. And Henry comes out and he's like, oh, oh. And, and and Carol's like, oh, you. And uh, and then mm. everybody everybody rides ponies. I don't, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't really think that's what's going to happen either. No. Um, I, I would, it would not surprise me to actually have the episode end with Michonne letting Negan out mm. because that would be, I think that would like actually work as the cliffhanger. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. It's one episode. There's a lot that they could do, but we know this show has a tendency to end its seasons on a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Well, we just had a very, we just, you know, 10 people is still counts as a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, um, surprisingly bloodless though this episode really was I mean there's the scalping at the beginning but I mean you know we don't see these guys die the way that the show has sometimes done in the past right 
it, something about this show, it's kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? If you watched the first season and then stopped watching during the first season because the show was not good, mm-hmm. you missed the fact that it got better every season. Right. And, but it lost so much audience that it never got them back. Right. I've never, I even went back because I remember they did like a, a soft reboot. Mm-hmm. And, they, and you might have been the one who was telling me like, oh, this is when you need to start. Well, if you gave up on season one, this is when you need to go. And like, they're about your soft reboot, so you need to start watching. And I watched the first episode of the soft reboot and I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, Walking Dead has been like this for a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. It's lost a lot. I mean, it's still got good viewer numbers for a cable show. Um, but it's lost it, It's lost a lot of people. And for justifiable reasons. I mean, you and I have not always been kind. No. And I feel that we've been justified in not being kind because sometimes the show has been terrible. Um, but this season, it's like, it's like half of this, more than half of this entire season has been good. Right. Um, which is which has not been necessarily the, the pattern of the show. I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying the show overall right now, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I'm I'm actually very interested to know what happens next week. And then we get back into um, Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, yay! <laughs> so I can point out to you all the places where where no, that's that's five miles from my house. Exactly. Well, that's you know, mm-hmm. which which was exactly what we expect you to do. Mm-hmm. You're there, man. You're there. Except for not sneaking on set and getting arrested has been the best choice. I know. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we enjoyed this episode. If you did or did not, you can let us know on Facebook or Twitter, where we have social media presence. Um, and you can find us on iTunes and podcast.com. You can share the show, which would be fantastic. We would love that. If you do enjoy the show, tell your friends and have them follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And um, we will happily engage in conversations with you about why you hated this episode or why you loved it, um, even though you should have enjoyed it more than last week's. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now and the season finale of The Walking Dead. And then after that, I think you and I are going to talk about the new Jordan Peele movie, Us. Yes. Which I have seen and I have really, really enjoyed. And I will be seeing this weekend. Yes. Uh, when, I, when I go back to Kansas City yeah. for Planet Comic Con. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in not we're doing we're recording this this is a video call so i actually get to see dustin but it's been a while since i've actually been in the same room with my friends so i'm looking forward to it yay me too all right thank you dustin thank you jim thank you guys for listening to zompocalypse now we'll see you guys next week bye-bye Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.